Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. On today's show, we recap the Grammys, talk Justin and Haley's iconic Vogue cover, Dylan Sprouse and Barbara Palvin continuing to be the best-looking couple, Jennifer Aniston's star-studded 50th birthday, and so much more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And we're back. Another really big week. Um, a, like a lot happened. Uh, as it always does. <laughs> as it always does. I have to tell you, we have never, we actually counted it, we've never posted more than we did this week. Like we're at like 11 times a day. It's, it's crazy. It's absurd. I, I thank you to all of you who haven't unfollowed us because every single day we were like every single day this week we were living in fear that major people were going to start unfollowing because of how much we posted. But it wasn't us. Like the celebrities were just it commenting. It really wasn't our fault. And also what's crazy about the 11 posts a day is that like three of those were probably roundups. So when you think about how many comments that is. I know. There were so many. We've had, we had to like actively sift back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's a lot to get into today. I think naturally we should just start with the Grammys because there's a lot to talk about. We're not going to recap the entire thing, but we'll talk some major uh, moments and some things that you guys messaged us about. So Alicia Keys hosted and she was exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. She really, I had high expectations and she kind of. I for, I kind of forgot, like, she is such like a special person. You know, what I, like no one else like has that energy ever. I I know you're proud of me for saying it. First of all, I'm so proud of you for using the word energy. And second of all, yes, it comes across the screen. She it almost like captivates you, I felt. Like even my dad walks into the room while we're watching and she was like he was like Alicia Keys is so cool. She and just, I was like you're right. She's so fucking cool. She just has that vibe. So she hosted it um and she opened it was her Lady Gaga, Michelle Obama, JLo and Jada Pinkett Smith, which like literally name a more iconic. Yeah, that's team. a squad. When Michelle Obama walked out, first of all, everybody lost it. Yeah, I mean, obviously though, but it, it, it wow. was it was a special moment. Um, I think that we in general had pretty low expectations for the Grammys just because of, in my opinion, at least award shows recently have kind of been flat. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it was it's a combination of that and also that like we that we went into it like knowing that a lot of people were 
snub from different categories. So I was like, kind of didn't go in with a lot of expectations, but I was like very pleasantly surprised. No, so was I. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was fun. Um, some major key moments. I think we let's just start by talking about Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember right before she went through her little phase, but right after the last song when she cut her hair shoulder length? Yes. And I was like, it's never going to get better than this. Like, she's never going to be cool. She's never going to look better. All of a sudden, she comes, comes out of the blue this year. It's unbelievable. It makes that year look like it never even happened. She is on, seriously on cloud nine, I feel. Watching her, first of all, when she walked out on the red carpet and she's in that oversized black suit, so sexy, so simple. She has this like, understated elegance almost about yeah. her of recently, which is amazing. Um, so that happened first. Then it was her and Shawn Mendes, which was like their night. They totally killed it. And what a fun friendship that's like emerged. I never realized how much I liked it. I, like, I guess it was just not called to my attention as much as it was that night, but they're fun together. Not to sound unintelligent, but, but I didn't even know that it existed. Like I was not aware of how close they were. I, I knew they were friends, but I didn't know like they were like that, I guess. No, totally. And she's killing it. Like everybody sends us their her comments or her pictures. And sometimes people would be like, this doesn't even have a comment. Can we just talk about how good Miley looks? And we're like, yes, we can yes, always, we talk, can about always it. talk about it. I know. We should make that the title. We can always talk about how good Miley looks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she, yeah, she's just like killing it. And we did you, okay, last night, wait, this is funny. Last night she posted a picture from it was Liam's movie premiere and he was sick, so he couldn't go. He has kidney stones. Oh, I read. Wow. Yeah. Did you find that information out overnight? Because we didn't know that last night. I think I, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, and she posts this picture and it's like her on the red carpet and a picture of him in the background and he's playing the sax. And she's like, like my handsome husband, you, like you can't be here, but at least you like, you blow the sax, but luckily I blow too. Or like something it like that. It was something like that. Like, oh no, it was, it was being sick blows, but, but I do too. But luckily I do too. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Um, and that was just so good. She's just so good. Uh, I, we're, we're just like having a Miley moment. So I want you guys to all. On that I think like everyone is. No, I Wouldn't think they, you assume? I mean, everybody that's messaged us, I think they have. I was watching. My mom's like, who is that? I was like, it's, it's Miley. She's like, <laughs> she looks incredible. I was like, yes. yes she is. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the notable wins. So Drake won, um, and he gave this long speech that ended up getting cut off, which there was a lot of controversy about. Um, but his speech kind of conveyed this idea that like you don't need a Grammy, which really is about to get a little bit more into. <laughs> yeah, you know I came like very prepared. I know. So Drake won for for best rap song, which there was obviously a lot of people that were nominated in the category, like incredibly talented people. And his the point of his speech was to say, yeah, this award's great, but it doesn't mean anything. Like if you have a song that people are listening to, if people are buying tickets to your concert, people are lining up, doing anything, then like you've already won. This award means nothing, which was a really big deal to say that at the actual award. And he gave a shout out to Travis because I I think that was one of the things that people were upset about. It was like, how did Travis not win the rap song of the year when like that, the, when Sickle Mode was the song of the year? Like in my opinion, every year kind of, you can look at a year and know what song is most popular and like defined by the year. I think especially when we were in college, it was kind of like that. Um, and Sickle Mode was definitely the, the song this year. And when the camera panned to him, like you could see he was like noticeably upset and like noticeably disappointed. And I think that, you know, as kind of somebody who's older in the industry, like Drake, he was just kind of talking to the younger people who were disappointed by this and being like, you don't need it. You don't need the nomination. Like, it, it's honestly meaningless at a certain point. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a good speech. I think he, he also looked. Oh, oh my, my God. God. 
no, 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 we, no. We have a joke. It's like the group chat is never more lit than when Drake walks on stage. And it's so true. It's like everybody's just listing the things that they would want to do with him. <laughs> oh, my God. So other notable notable attendees slash winners, Lady Gaga. First of all, she's never looked better, quite frankly. Oh, my God. She was definitely one of my best dress of the night. I thought she looked incredible. Yeah, Hannah was my best dress. Yeah, okay. she looked incredible. She was so excited, obviously, about this whole, you know, this 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 is a huge deal for her. This is Star is Born. And she was beyond enthusiastic. I know Isabel, uh, obviously our best friend that you guys know by now, feels incredibly strongly about this. And she called in to give her two cents. So let's cut to that. What I really want to talk about is Lady Gaga, because I know Emma and Julie are not going to go as deep into this as I would, because I'm obsessed with her. Um, first of all, she looked literally the best she's ever looked. That sequence, Celine dress, I died. But what I really want to talk about is that everyone was giving her so much shit about her shallow performance. So what she goes on to say, basically, is that people were... Because this bitch called in for 45 minutes <laughs> as if this was her own podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Isabel, we had to cut you. <laughs> she basically goes on to say that, like, people were really giving her shit for her shallow performance and that I think people are... She's like, I think people are forgetting that she's going to be performing this again with Bradley at the Oscars. She had to make it a little different. Yeah. Which there is a lot of validity to. I just think that there is a certain group of people that no matter what Lady Gaga does, they're not going to be down for it. I think the bigger majority is down for it. No, I think so, too. But I think anytime she's, like, weird... So, quote unquote, so to speak, people are like, well, fuck this. Like, uh, that's not the Gaga I want. But it's like, it's the people that are so thrilled that she's out of the meat phase. And yeah. then they, when they even see that she could potentially be going back, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, no, she's just being herself. Right. But I don't also, know. She, like, that's how she describes herself. Like, she is weird. Like, she's, and she's happy to be like that. It was like, I don't know. I thought, I thought the performance was great. I thought it obviously had to be different than what she's going to do at the Oscars. So it, it, to me, it made sense. And, to me, it was she was singing it as Gaga, not as her character, which which made sense, especially that Bradley wasn't there and she was just doing her own thing with it. I totally agree. Um, also, Childish Gambino winning Record of the Year and Song of the Year, which was the first rap song to win Song or Record of the Year. Yeah, congratulations, incredibly well deserved. That was a huge moment. Unfortunately, he wasn't there to get it, but um, that was that was he's that was like he's an incredibly talented person. Also. There was a huge drama, which I think we need to break down for people, regarding Ariana, like multi-level. So first we'll talk about the initial drama, which was her not being at the Grammys. She had this gorgeous Zach Posen custom gown made for her. She was posting pictures in it. She ended up not attending the Grammys, apparently because of a disagreement with producers on her performance. So what— from what I understand about the situation, like the details are so a little unclear because she's tweeted things, the Academy has tweeted things. Um, but she wanted to sing Seven Rings. And they were like, no, we want you to do a medley. And she was like, I'm not going to have time to pull that together. That's a, like a ridiculous thing that you're expecting of me. And because they just couldn't come to terms and they felt like, and she felt they were asking too much of her and, and kind of like not giving her her own freedom and, and her performance, she was like, well, I'm, I'm not coming. Which is unfortunate, to say the least, because this was totally. such a year for her. This was really this has been the year of Ariana Grande, truly. And it's continuing. So it's just upsetting that, you know, she, they couldn't figure out a way to make it all work, both so, of them. Right. So that was part one of the drama. Part two was, well, also, just to note, she did win her first Grammy, which to me, I was like, wait, that's her first? I feel like she's won that's so what I, That was my like, thought, too. She won too. for Best but, Pop Vocal Club. I know. It makes sense. No, no. I'm, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, that it, it makes it even more upsetting that she couldn't be there to— to get her first Grammy. Yeah. Well, what? Like, she could have been there. You know what I mean? Well, like, I to guess, me, but, to me but then it's like, 
first of all, imagine like going, you're going to go to an event. Like it's, it's something, it's not your event, but they want you to be a huge part of it. And you're like, well, I'm not doing it in that capacity. And you get into a fight. You're going to still show up to that event. I don't know, but I guess a point that I would raise. Like imagine it's your bat mitzvah and you want to walk in to, what song do you walk into? <laughs> I have no idea. You remember? Uh, I used to. <laughs> and, and the DJ is like, absolutely. I'm not playing that. I just, and you're like, you threw a fit. Okay, like I so appreciate your analogy. I just think that it is so not on par at all because here's my thought. It's like, I totally get where she's coming from, but at the same time to me, and maybe I'm off base here, it's kind of one of those moments where it's like the put your ego aside and just go. Like it is the Grammys, you're nominated. There's a huge chance you win. No one's telling you to perform, but would it kill you to go? It, I don't know. That's just another, that's just seems, another mindset. No, that is a fair point. You know? Just, I don't know. I get where she's coming from. I get where she's coming from too. I think I obviously have no experience in this light. I'm just saying it's well, something. You didn't. To, <laughs> I didn't turn down a Grammy performance, no. Um, okay, so that was drama part one. Part two was it came after Cardi one. So, Julie, can you explain the Mac Miller relation? Yeah, so Cardi had won Rap Album of the Year, which is a big deal. She was the first solo female performer to ever win Rap Album of the Year. And was coincidentally the same category that Mac Miller's album was up for. And once Cardi won, Ariana had tweeted a bunch of things like, like, fuck, trash, like, and immediately deleted. And a lot of people thought that she was tweeting that because Cardi had won. And it was, you know, because Ariana and Nikki are such close friends that there was beef with Cardi. Well, and also because Mac Miller was nominated well, in that's the same what, category. That's what, that's oh, you're about to say it. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, Sorry. maybe be a little bit more patient. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so initially people were like, well, that's so fucked up. She's tweeting about Cardi winning. Like, well, I can't, whatever. Ariana clarified, and what other people clarified is that she wasn't tweeting about Cardi. She was tweeting because she was upset that Mac Miller didn't win the the Grammy. And more than that, that the Academy had invited Mac Miller's parents to come. And why invite somebody's parents to come to watch their son not win the Grammy? But I, I mean, even more than that, like, not that he had to win. It's just they didn't do anything for him. I was about to say, I think that it was less about not winning and more about the fact that, like, to me at least, they did not do enough of an acknowledgement of his passing. It was like, it could have been two things. It could have been invite his parents and we'll do something special to honor him or invite his parents and he's going to win this Grammy and they're going to be there to see it. Neither happened. So it's like, I don't think his parents ended up going. Um, but, I mean, how shitty would it have been if they went to, A, not see them honor him and, B, Nazi and won a Grammy. I know. I totally agree. I thought that it was incredibly. I, I was. I was shocked by that. Actually, because I mean, there was when he when he died. It was such a big deal. Like it was. It was a huge deal. Like I remember that. It, I, that's like an Amy Winehouse to me. Like in my right. mind. I mean, it really like it really shook people, especially people our age, because he's so young and people that really grew up with his music. Like I, I remember that was like the early high school, late middle totally. school. Like I remember those years so well, and, and those are defining years for people. So when somebody that they you know, are, are in their defining years and moments that define them. When he passed, it was like, it, it was really upsetting for a lot of people that have also struggled with the same things he has. And I felt like it was just incredibly odd to throw him in a, the middle of the in memoriam with a, a two second, like the whole thing was just bizarre. And then, so, so the way that we figured out for sure that that's what Ariana meant is because someone tweeted, y'all invited Mac Miller's parents and didn't give an award. Are y'all dumb? And Ariana replied to the tweet and said, this period, this is what I meant meaning when she just tweeted the trash thing, Karen was going to have a green suit made. Karen's obviously his mom. So that's where it came from. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. And I get it. I think that like, 
my initial thought is when you're Ariana Grande and you tweet trash period immediately after Cardi wins, obviously you have to assume people are going to initially right. assume that it's about her. So that was just a little lack of PR judgment. I but think it Ariana also does that a lot where she tweets yeah. without thinking. I get it. Listen, I mean, it's, I think that's why people like her. I think it, it seems a lot less rehearsed. I think there's yeah, it is. There's definitely that. a lot of authenticity there. It's just totally, it's, yeah, just think a little next time. Just wanted to break that down. Also, um, in regards to Cardi, a lot of people asked us our thoughts about this. So when Cardi wins, right, and she's obviously freaking out and she brings Offset on stage with her. And initially, like when that happened, our group chat was like, why is he up there? Like, get the fuck off. This is her moment kind of thing, especially in light of the cheating scandal, everything. everything. Yeah. But I guess when she got up there, number one, she was like literally shaking and she just wanted so him nervous, there. Yeah. And then yesterday, this kind of came, it made came full circle for us when we posted a chance comment that he left on her video being like, it was so nice of you to bring up your husband to stage. He, like when you know how hard he hustled to make that happen. Like he was calling everybody left and right to make sure they did right by you. Which showed I needed to hear that. You I, like yeah. needed to hear that. <laughs> I'm telling you, females across the globe were rejoicing at Chance's comments. It was like, okay, a little bit of justification as to why Offset was on that stage, right? Right. Like it's not even that. It was just like it was fine that he was up there. She clearly brought him up. I saw her grab his hand, and like she was so nervous, she wanted him up there. It was just like him saying that. It doesn't excuse what Offset did, but it was just like that little glimmer where it's like, okay. Like there's there's something here. He obviously cares. Like right. we can work through some. Maybe stuff. Maybe there's some part of him that's like a decent yeah, guy in terms of a relationship. Me, no, me too. Thank you, Chance, for. It. And if you saw, Offset's promoting his new album. Or I think it's a full Migos album. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, or it's Offset with Migos in it a little bit. But he used the footage of um, Cardi giving birth. <laughs> In the, in the, tweet, the promo. The tweets about that were so funny. Cardi giving birth is one of the funniest things. It's exactly what you would have imagined Cardi would be giving. I know. No, no, it's exactly. She, yeah, she continues to, oh, she deleted her Instagram, by the way. I don't know if it's still up as of right now, but as of last night. I don't think it night, is, yeah. Okay, so we posted that comment, which was like, she had bruises and someone commented like, come on, we know that you got those bruises from kneeling, sucking dick. And she was like, first of all, like I suck dick on the bed. And then immediately deleted her Instagram. And then immediately deleted her Instagram. But we posted it anyway, because like, I felt like she just would not have cared if that would clearly she oh, made she that public knowledge. Um, um, but she deleted her Instagram because people were giving her a lot of shit about winning, which sucks. It was yeah. just stupid. No, you can't. It's like you can't win these days. You really can't. No. Um, also, people were asking us about Kylie at the Grammys, and we will talk about that in the Kardashian recap. Not to be, not to worry. Um, let's move on now to the topic I'm the most excited about personally: Justin and Haley's Vogue cover slash interview slash seventy three questions. Whew. A lot to digest here. It, it, I don't even. I don't even think I fully like collected my thoughts on this yet. Neither have I. Um, for anybody who didn't read it, my first thing would be read it. It doesn't take a long time, and it will give a lot more clarity as to what we're talking about. Um, but a general overview. I think that this is the part that was the most kind of like interesting. All of our, all, us and all of our friends read it. And our, our reactions were all the same. We were all just saddened by it. It was yeah. like we were so excited to read this article, this 22 and 25-year-old couple. They're on top of the world. They have everything, so, it's de- so it seems. And you would expect that this was going to be the most, like, positive, exciting article. And it was, like, depressing in it a way. It was really—I mean, it was really sad. Like, I don't know. I Like, I, it made me really feel for him in, like, a way that I hadn't before. Because I think that a lot of the times—and he's always been really vocal about this, and people have always been. I just don't think that I personally— connected to it 
the way I did in this interview, just about him, you know, growing up too quickly. And it's kind of like, why are you, like, it always for me was like, why are you complaining? Like, you have everything. And it, it really hit me, like, this kid did not have a childhood. Like, he was 13 and he was just thrust into it and, like, had no idea what he was doing. Nothing, like, no one prepared him for this. No one helped, like, not that no one helped him. It was just, like, he was, he didn't know what to do. And it was just sad to, like, see the outcome of that and the way he is now. He's so depressed, honestly. So the way he talked about it was um, he talked about being five years sober and a one-year celibacy mission that he did. And he admitted to having a sex addiction and that his drug use came because he knew he wasn't treating women the way he was raised to. Um, and he had a really hard time coping with that. Like, I guess growing up, his mom had always kind of instilled in him, like, this idea of being respectful towards women. And he felt like because of how much he was having sex, he just, like, wasn't. That respect totally had gone out the window, and he, like, didn't know who he was. Yeah. So there were a lot of interesting points, but in regards to them, how, like, the sex of uh, plays into it. So he decided to take a one-year, like, bout of celibacy. And when he, when him and Haley rekindled, they weren't having sex in the beginning. They weren't having I don't believe they had sex until they got married. Well, that's in what I'm courthouse. saying. So she said, they said that like that was one of the reasons that the wedding was like the actual marriage was a little bit rushed. So he's like, listen, we didn't get married to have sex, but like <laughs> we wanted to have sex and we wanted to do it when we were married. So yeah. like it's not like it was a direct correlation, but there was definitely some influence, which I think is so interesting. Like Justin Bieber running to the courthouse because you can't wait to fuck Haley. Like that's a great bitch. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. It, it, it's so wild to me because if you would have asked me, like, if that would have come out, I just, like, I'm shocked. I really am. I never thought because we've spoken about it so many times, even before they got married, we we're like, oh, my God, they have the most incredible sex. You just know it. Like, what do we know? But that is so crazy that when those pictures came out, we didn't know that the reason that they did it in such a rush, like, nobody even was like, yeah, they were just dying to have sex. It was yeah. like, wait, they actually were just dying to have sex. Like, And obviously they wanted to get married. That's not the only reason. But, like, there was some validity to that. I'm not just making that up. No, no, you're not. That's what they said. That's what they said. It's so interesting that one-year celibacy thing is, is really— And he says he was like, I, I needed to get, like, reconnected with God. And he felt that because he did this, like, Haley was his reward. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. They then went on to really talk about how marriage is, diff like, challenging. And I think—so this is how I feel. On one hand, I, like, really oh, kind of— um, admire how vulnerable they were and how honest they were oh, yeah. and how they weren't saying like, yeah, everything's great. Like, I think there's a lot of power in admitting hardship. At the same time though, they've been married for such a short amount of time. I, I'm sh I'm a little surprised, I guess is what I mean, as to how many, how challenging it seems to be. Right, like th the way I read the interview and, and a lot of people said this, like did not agree with me when I said it, it was like, I didn't think that they were doomed. Like, a lot of people read it and they were like, they're so sad. This is never going to work out. Like, they're just with each other, like, to kind of work through stuff. That's not how I felt. I felt like they were really good for each other and really, like, attempting to balance each other out. And Haley was, like, this is what Justin needed, like, to keep him grounded. I just felt, like, so sad for him that, like, he'll, like, I just feel like he'll never reach this idea of normal that he has. Like, I think he is so just longing for this normal, stable relationship. And after, like, the years he had from being 13 to 22, where he was just wild and had no idea what he was doing and no structure, I think all he wants now is to, like, be a normal family guy. And I totally understand that. It just makes me sad because, like, I think he has so much to work through that, like, he may never get there. I think, yeah, I, I agree. And I also think um, he talked, so she talked a lot about how Justin is all emotion and she's all mind. Like she gave this example where she said, I always say, I, he always says, I feel, and I always say, I think. So they're, you know, trying to find this balance of like, 
he's emotional, she's logistical, and how do they balance that? And I think, first of all, that's a very legitimate challenge, like in any relationship, not even romantic, you know? Um, but I think that she's talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I also think that, she, like, she, okay, so everybody gives her so much credit for, for like, grounding him. There was a part of me that was like, maybe he's making her feel more. And that's kind of beautiful also. Yeah, no, I think that, I think they're, they're obviously doing, like, he's obviously doing as much for her as she is for him, in my opinion. And I think that, he, what was I going to say? I don't know, but I have another thought. Can I get Well, it? you go. The part about, um, oh, the part about her saying that she's never, like would never touch a drug, you know, because obviously her, so her father had addiction issues and there had been addiction issues in her family. So she purposely, as a result of that, has never did, done like drugs or alcohol. And I think that that in itself is a quality that will, like strengthen them intensely because I think that if he was with someone that also had an addiction problem, it would be potentially harder for him, especially because he's so like vulnerable. Yeah, I just admittedly, like, yeah, that's admittedly, said. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought the whole thing was so interesting, and I, I really do love them together. And maybe that's like so naive of me that I like think that just that they could really make it work. I think they they're very committed. I mean, to see a young couple like say like. Yeah, we're we're in marriage counseling, like not because anything's so wrong we need to work through it. It's just because we want to prevent it from ever getting to that point. We're scared to lose. Like, I have so much respect for that because they're so young to be able to admit and know to do that. I to- I I agree. I really do agree. Um, so then she also did seventy three questions, which got like, first of all. T- when you agree to do 73 questions, you just know you're going to get ripped apart. Like to me, it's the most stressful experience because you can never do it. Nobody is ever going to say, yeah, it was great. People are going to think it was too staged. It was too fake. Like, which is wild that it's like so, that people love it so much because everyone has criticism about every single one that does it. The only one that like, I felt like everyone was like, oh yeah, this was funny. was when Chrissy did it. Yeah. But um, Haley's got a lot of, (laughs) of critique because people were like, she's so fake. Like she's so, you know, uh, what was the exact, like people were just being really mean about it. Here's my thing. I think it's hard to do it in general. Like I would ask anybody to try to answer 73 pre-planned questions and not come across as like staged. Right. But I will say when they asked like her least favorite quality about Justin or like his most annoying yeah, quality, his worst and she, quality and she was like, he doesn't have any. And then she was like, what's the one thing in your, in his closet you'd want him to throw away? And she's like, nothing. He has great style. It's like, okay, come on. There has it's to like, be give one. Something. Like that's what we were saying though. We watched it together and we were like, he could have said something cute about equality. Like, it didn't have to be like, oh, he's like so fucking annoying when he does this. Like, it could have been like, I hate when he leaves his socks on the bathroom floor. Like, something cute that like, obviously like does annoy you a little bit, but right. like, like plays into A, how well you know each other and and how you guys are living together and all these things. And, like, to say nothing, like, that's ridiculous. No, totally. There has to, yeah. I, I thought that was the only part of it that I found a little bit off-putting. She also said um, in the interview that they're not thinking about kids anytime in the near future. But obviously, if you know we'll anything, see. yeah, we'll see. If you know anything about Haley, though, uh, she loves kids and, and him will be too. An His so young siblings, yeah, he, so does he. Oh my god, I think that'll happen in the next a video of them playing with the baby together. Can, I'll never get over that video. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Uh, anyway, so yeah, a lot there. We we could talk about that forever. So let us know if there's anything specific you want to also talk about. Um, moving on now to another couple that is just oh, we say this every week because they yeah, keep doing it. I love it. them, Barbara Palvin and Dylan Sprouse. God. Damn. I'm assuming you guys saw their W Magazine shoot. 
you didn't, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you got to look at it. There's there's really not, we don't have anything like profound to say here. We just want to pay ode to how much everybody was freaking out to us about it. Like, yeah, yeah they are we, that good looking. They are that cool. People sent that to a lot, us a lot. And they were like, we don't, there's no comment on it. We just want to talk about it. Like, yeah. Yeah, we agree with you. We totally agree with you. 150,000%. Beyond, 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 beyond. I'm rooting for them so hardcore. I wonder if them, if they double date with Cole and Lily, how that goes. There's so many questions I have. You know, I think they do because something I've noticed about the Riverdale cast is like, they're really good at pulling outside friends in. So like- Kelly and her crew has become friends. Like, I always see Andy commenting on, like, the Riverdale crew cast. It's so funny. And it's funny. so funny. It's like when your camp friends or your home friends become friends. Like, uh, Andy always comments with, like, KJ Apple's pictures. I'm like, it's so funny that you guys know each other. And I feel like they pulled Dylan and Barbara in, too. I, com- I actually completely agree. That's really funny. Um, so moving on to Jennifer Aniston's 50th birthday. This was the most star-studded affair. There was everyone from Gwyneth, Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom, George and Amal Clooney, Reese, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, the list goes on. Courtney Cox and her ex-husband, David Arquette, also showed up. And but the big one. <laughs> <laughs> the main event of the night. <laughs> Brad Pitt, like, randomly shows up. I think he was invited. I think he was invited, too. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say they're rekindling, but I also am going to say let's pray that they're rekindling. I I don't pray that they're rekindling. You don't? No, I, I just like, I'd like them to be friends and get along. I just have no interest in seeing them back together again. You know, I'm one of those that just does. I know, I I know. know. I'm not saying it's the right thing. You're 100% right. I know that this is not the logical side of myself talking. Clearly, she's better off without him, but holy shit. You want to know what it is? It would just be really crazy. Not only would it be crazy, when he got with Angelina, I felt like Jen, and whether or not she was, I don't know, she could have been totally fine. I felt like it was like a knife in the heart. It was. That was the biggest, that was probably the biggest divorce in Hollywood ever because they were so happy together. No one saw that coming. Right. So I think that that would be, not that she at all seems like a vengeful person who would want revenge. Like, she's the last person. But there's, like, a, a perhaps fantasy part of my brain that's, like, she'd be, like, see that? Like, got yeah. it back, you know? I don't it, know. That, it would be really crazy. I said to you the other day, I was, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith just came on the TV. And, like, it would have been weird if they didn't have an affair. Like, they had – Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt had so much sexual tension in that movie. It was it was insanely palpable. Yeah, you could cut it with a knife. Yeah, it was, like – I was, like I, – I, when I was watching it, I was, like, I forgot that he was even married to Jennifer Aniston at the time. No, I, I – And holy fuck, he was so hot. He, he is. Julie, he really – I think that he – I forget him when we say our ultimates. Because can I tell there. you why? He He's not anymore for me. Like, I still think he's so hot. But, like, you know, he's kind of older. He's a little drawn. You can see the stress in his face. Like, there's been a lot of wear and tear on him, I believe. It's like 25 kids. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of kids and a lot of divorces. <laughs> like, you're going to grow some grays and get some lines. Yeah. But when he— <laughs> Grow some grays and get some lines. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when he was younger, holy— Fuck. Yeah, no, I know. I met him in Italy. I'll never forget when they were filming Ocean's 12. Oh, really? Yeah. And I met him and Catherine Zeta Jones in the lobby because it was, and I was like, wow. Yes, seriously. Wow. I know. He was. When his hair was a little bit short. I know. It's, it's like, yep, this is why I like blondes sometimes. Yeah. It really reminds you. No, I. it really reminds you. Um, also, in Kate and Pete news, she just continues to poke fun at the entire, like, a situation. So someone commented, um, she had posted a picture of herself with this like giant picture of this guy. And someone writes, is this Pete Davidson? Which it clearly wasn't. And she, re- she replies, great eye. And then today someone comments on her picture, which we just posted and was like, uh, are you getting that, like, what is it? Are you getting that big dick energy? 
or like getting that big dick energy, and she responds and is like, "Oh, you are congratulations." Yeah, it was so she's obviously playing it up, which I think is a really cool, fun way to play it, and for all of us, kind of just makes us more curious. Also, like the thing that we never talk about in Hollywood, like every time somebody hooks up, it's like we're automatically assumed they're in a relationship, correct? Like we see them leaving the party together, we're like twice, we're like, "Oh my god, they're together!" Like they could have just hooked up twice. It's so true. We never like assume that like Hollywood is like. Normal college. Normal college, like in a hookup culture, which they clearly are. Think about how many celebrities have probably hooked up that you never found out about because they hooked up one time and it never happened again. Yeah. That's crazy. There are probably so many that would literally blow your mind. Think about in our own debt, like in our own lives, people we know that like they've never dated, but they've probably hooked up that we just don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Um, okay. I think that that's all for news news. Well, you know what, Em? I think we have something to take, some business to take care of first. I love when we have business to take care of. So today our sponsor is Ritual. Don't ask me to read anything. <laughs> I won't. You guys all know how that went last time. Um, so basically, we're all looking for a fresh start this time of year. And for most of us, our New Year's resolutions are about being healthier. But resolutions are hard. And so hard, which I did not know the statistic until today, 80% of us fail at sticking to our resolutions each year, which in my case, is incredibly valid. I don't know about you. Do you do resolutions? Never. Oh, yeah, I was going to say there's no way you Not do a that. chance. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I did have one this year. Which was? To take less Benadryl at night. Ah. Which is a good one. Yeah, that's very I, good I one. failed, obviously. But. <laughs> um, so there's no quick fix when it comes to better health. It's all about starting good daily habits and actually sticking to them. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough from our diets, all in their purest, cleanest forms. No shady additives or ingredients that actually do more harm than good to your body. It's two easy-to-take capsules that provide nine nutrients for you that you need to build a stronger foundation for better health. So here's the thing. Like, I'm a huge believer that vitamins are so important and multivitamins, <laughs> Julie knows. As I mean, is. Emma literally brought me vitamin D today to the podcast because I looked, and I quote, depleted. <laughs> So it's super important, but I think the most important thing or like what, what sticks out to me the most about this company is that they're, it's very traceable and transparent. Like for people that are obsessive label readers like myself, all of their uh, vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are there for the world to see. You can see what's in your taking, which what's in what you're taking, which is so important. Like, why are you going to put something into your body when you can't even read what it says? It's such a backwards mindset. Totally. Um, so I really appreciate that. It's basically like a multivitamin reimagined. Um, so if you guys, you know, listen, better health doesn't happen overnight. So you can start your year with Essential for Women, a small step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. So if you guys are interested, you can visit ritual.com slash celebs to start your ritual today. Again, that's ritual.com slash celebs. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. 
And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. So we had some pretty good nominees this week, actually, for Funniest. Um, We'll start with our first nominee, which is Cole Sprouse. Julie, you want to read this one? Well, (laughs) if you want me to. So Dylan posted the pictures of the W Magazine shoot with him and Barbara, and Cole commented and said, these look like photos people take before they disappear in a tragic ballooning accident. And Dylan responded, laugh track, please. Really funny. They're always trolling each other on Instagram, and I don't get sick of it. What's weird is I knew exactly what Cole meant when he said that. I knew exactly. You know what I was thinking? Gone Girl. You know what I was thinking? Moody's Point. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I am waiting for the person that's listening to this in their car. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, second nominee is Zach Braff. So Andy King, the fucking man of our Why were you thinking Gone Girl? I don't know. <laughs> she went missing. <laughs> what? You know, it's my thing for Ben Affleck. Like, I just, like, anytime I can think of him, I can. Um, okay, so Andy King, obviously you guys know the Evian meme lord, posted a picture of himself, and it was like his pipes had frozen. <laughs> that sounded so—the pipes in his house froze. And it's a picture he writes, frozen pipes and buckled floors at the farm. What is it about me and water? And Zach comments, Andy, please slide into my, to my DMs. I'll do whatever it takes to get you to reply to me. Ah, oh, any fire they never ends. They it never, never ends. End. I never wanted to. Right. And so, again, Zach Raff, congratulations. You are this week's winner for Funniest Comment because anybody who references fire, you are going to win our hearts. Um, moving on to Best Classic, two nominees. Both of them were great and I want to discuss in detail. First, Gwyneth Paltrow, which I just want to say, her comment game is excellent. And like, people are like, oh, she's really been upping it. She's always been good. We're just noticing it more, I guess. Um, it's a really delicate line though with celebrities when we post them because it's like you post one too many and it's like people think they're trying too hard and they're getting like, it's like, she listen, we would never flatter ourselves to say Gwyneth Paltrow is posting funny comments for us to post. Like she's a funny girl. Like the Foster said she's hysterical. Yeah. And she is witty and she comments stuff. And so if we happen to post it, like, yeah, we post it. She's not like, I, I think it's so narcissistic of people to be like, wow, she's really like, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, if someone's going to be funny, why does it matter that they're funny too often? often? I don't get that. I don't get it either. I think people think that, like, I. this is what I think it is, honestly. I think people have this mindset in their heads about who what Gwyneth is, quote, and it's like this goop queen. And the second she, you know, strays from that, they think she's trying too hard. Whereas, like, we don't know her in the first place. This could really be her. I think she's, like, a genuinely funny person who thinks these things anyway. And, like, now that she, like, has a platform to put things on, such as Instagram, not saying our profile, just saying Instagram in general, that she can just be funny and go throughout her day, then like, she's obviously going to do that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with her trying too hard. But this this next clapback speaks to that. So we had posted a meme um, that this account Crazy Bitch Problems posted that was like, um, Batty Winkle, do you guys know who she is? She's like that old, well, I don't know, what, what does she brand herself as? I... And like quote old hottie, I guess. And she's wearing this pink dress and Gwyneth commented and it was like, oh, I was wondering where my Oscar dress went because it looked exactly like the pink one she wore. Anyway, we posted it because it was funny. And someone commented on our post and said, these comments from Gwyneth are fake as fuck. I feel bad for poor millennials that ghostwrite them. Hope they're getting paid well or some goop credit. And Gwyneth comes to our page and responds and says, 
sit on it. I write all this dumb stuff myself, you jackass. What else do moms do in the bath with a glass of wine? Which like me and Julie said to each other and we're like, thank you. Like, it felt very validating. Very validating for us for some reason. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, the second was Pink posted a video. Um, it was a speech of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and someone commented, used to be a fan, I'm out. And someone replies to, to that person and says, awesome, you free up the good seats for the rest of us. Cheers to that. And the original person replied and was like, my pleasure, bless your heart. And Pink replies to her and goes, wait, I thought you left. <laughs> I love that one. I really, really love that one. Me too. It was such a clever way to be like, who gives a fuck that you are about to unfollow. As we always say, there's a special place in hell for people who announce their unfollow before they yeah, do it. Yeah, just fucking do it. Just either, you, Like no one wants more attention than somebody who's announcing their unfollow. It's, it's an incredibly bold move. It's like, so you think that all of us care slash pink cares? Yeah, it's like, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> like literally no one no one like, cares. Yeah, exactly. Just unfollow guys. Um, my personal winner is Pink. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely Pink. Okay. Congratulations, Pink. You are this week's recipient for f- best clapback of the week. Um, let's turn to transition now to our Kardashian recap, which as you guys know, next last episode we announced that this coming week on Thursday is when our first Kardashian bonus show is gonna launch, which we're so excited for. So excited. So the things that we talk about here, like we'll go into way more depth there, but we're still gonna give a recap. Um Obviously, the first place we have to start is Stormy World. Where else would we start? <laughs> like, my entire life is separated from pre-Stormy World to post-Stormy World. I want to have my honeymoon at Stormy World. It's just, it's Although just. Although I will say, that thing walking in of her giant face was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. It was a little creepy, it but. It will haunt me in my dreams it's for the forever. That so obviously, Mindy Weiss, our girl, um, put together the most extravagant first birthday party potentially in the history of first, first birthday I parties. I would say. I'm sure there's some like prince in Dubai that did it bigger. But. I, the only person I can compare it to is the time that <laughs> Assad had his first birthday at Live Miami. Yeah, that was pretty up there. But no, that was up there in terms of ridiculousness, but not in terms of cost. No, no. Let me tell you something quick about this party. Uh, yeah. Millions. Not yeah. To me, this was not a $500,000 party. To me, this was like a $2 million party. It had to have been. It was, I mean, it was absolutely insane. Every, sing- every single detail they had covered, down to the garbage can that said Stormy World on it. Down to the, the Louis Vuitton French fries, to the merch store in the fucking yeah. thing. What kid gets a merch fucking store at their birthday party? No, no, that is next level. I mean, what do you do for her next parties, though? That's the thing. It's like, how much can you up that? You know, I have to say, though, so she got a lot of backlash from people being like, this is so wasteful. This is so ridiculous. And it's like, on one hand, yeah, I totally get that. Like, there are so many things that that money could be going towards. However, when you have that much money, you physically couldn't spend it in your lifetime if you tried. Just because she's doing that doesn't mean she's not also doing positive things with it. Right. Like, for greater good. Right. She wants to ball out and throw her, like, she's living on top of the world. Let her fucking do it. It was great social media. It was great for all of us to watch. I, like, to me, I had no problem with it. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that, like, it's your money and, and you spend it how you see how fit. How you see fit. Um, but I could totally also understand people scrolling through Instagram and being like, fuck this. It was incredibly excessive. I mean, I think any, I think she would admit it, it was. Yeah, she, I mean, of course, but... I mean, it's just crazy. She'll never even have any memory of it. No, I know. Someone sent us, um, a, it was like a video, Courtney's story of her walking in and it like quickly panned to a guy and someone sent it to us and was like, 
wait, do you think that that's Eunice? And I was like, holy shit. And I watched it like five times. It ended up not being It's him. not him. It's her friend that he's always with them. I know, your boy, Faye, F-A-I. I don't yeah. know who he is. Um, but that's something we're definitely going to talk about that Kardashian bonus episode, the whole Eunice-Courtney thing and our thoughts about Courtney in terms of her relationships. Um, Sophia was also there, interesting to note. Yes. But wearing a Stormy World shirt. Yeah. She, I think they're really like good at inviting her to things now. Oh, I think she's fully in. Yeah, I think she's fully in, which is nice to see. Totally nice to see. Um, a, a thought that someone emailed us, which we'll talk about again more in the recap is, I mean, in the bonus episode is Kylie and her relationship to Brody. Someone was like, was Brody and Brandon even invited? Because Caitlin was there with her girlfriend. That was a really big deal. Caitlin and yeah, her yeah. girlfriend were at the party with Sophia. Um, and that was just an interesting dynamic to think about, like the whole, you know, Jenner side of the family and, and their integration. It is. It, and it's always interesting to see. I don't know what Brody and, and Brandon's relationship with Kendall and Kylie are. Um, I assume there's still a relationship there um, because they are, you know, actual siblings as opposed to step-siblings like they are with the older ones. And, the, and they were really close. I, I remember Brody and Brandon being really protective over them when they were little. Um, so I just don't know. It's something that I would be curious about. I, like someone says, yeah, Kylie's not following him on Instagram. Is that the ultimate test? Like, I want to say no. However, in 2019, like, kind of. <laughs> right. Then again, it's like hard to Justin say. wasn't following Haley for the first, like, year of their relationship, so who knows? Well, he also wasn't having sex, so it's right. like— Right. He was—yeah, he was off the rails. Um, other things to discuss. <laughs> we are going to really dive into this when we do the bonus episode, but the whole Chloe situation, I guess, is— That's is the a, best way to the call best it. way to call it. So the combination of us not seeing Tristan, which we talked about, the— in like abundance of quotes and motivational words she's posting. Right. Her general presence on Instagram, like something is something's up. Making us feel, and a lot of you guys feel like something is up. We don't know what that is, but we will definitely talk more about it. Um, but we agree with you. Like there's definitely something odd about it. The the quotes are are excessive. They're like clearly t- like She's spoken about them before, and she'll say, she's like, no, they're just quotes that really sit with me. Like, okay, they're obviously sitting with you on some level about something because it's not like everything is just normal and fine. We even t- when was the last time you saw a picture of Tristan and them together? Yeah, and then someone posted soulmates never die. New Year's? Maybe. When the whole, oh my God. Well, that was when the whole video came out of her like twerking on him and he wasn't looking, and people, like tabloids ran with that. Remember? It's like, yeah, Tristan Thompson ignores Khloe Kardashian's attempt at being flirtatious. At, you know, like, it's like, fuck, what a fucking headline. That was everywhere. No, it was everywhere. Maybe, maybe that was a, a bigger deal than we thought. Maybe she felt, I don't know, maybe she felt really embarrassed by that. And, and that, that as a bigger, not that particular moment, but that as a bigger indicator of like, yeah, her, yeah, like when, yeah. like when you're really insecure about something and somebody does something small that like, as an isolated incident, wouldn't mean anything, but when it plays into the larger scheme, it like really blows up. Right. And especially being so public and everyone, you know, like, you know, when you feel something and you're like, maybe I'm being ridiculous. And then everyone else around you was like, you're not being ridiculous. I thought it was crazy too. And you're like, yeah, I'm fucking right. Like, yeah. it could have been that where she was like, wow, that was really embarrassing. I'm going to like try and forget about it. And then every single news source is like, how embarrassing for Chloe. And she's like, well, obviously I can't forget about it now. Like, I'm fucking. I so agree. I so agree. Wow. Yeah, no, that's like I'm thinking about it. Think about it on a very small level. Like you're you're like hooking up with a guy or something and he does something that like makes you feel like I don't know, like he didn't want to have sex or whatever. And it's like, oh, but not every like imagine if everybody knew every time. Right. right. Like, all right, so he doesn't want to like 
and you just forget about it because it's your own personal good thing. I have, like, I have the best go, example. Go, go, go. I have the best. Okay, this has never happened to me, but like we were just talking to one of our friends about it. And like you send a guy a nude, like you you really like you're not sure if you want to do it, you do it, and then he doesn't respond. Like <sighs> she's like, it is never. Happened it hasn't to me. happened to me. No, I'm I not know. Gonna, not gonna <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> but like. That I can imagine how traumatizing that is not to sound dramatic. And I and feel then like imagine that, if every single person knew that he didn't respond to your nude. Oh my God. So then it's like the screenshot of like the blue arrow on Snapchat. That would haunt me forever. It would oh. haunt me. I would never stop thinking of anything else. So, so, okay. Basically what we're saying is that Chloe grinding on Tristan and him not acknowledging it is the equivalent of your opened and not responded to Snapchat cir- like circulating on the web. Yeah. Or even not even a nude, just like a Snapchat in general that you're like work up the courage to send. And then yeah. Fucking or like a risky response. text, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I need to. I, I need know. I felt that. that. Yeah, I felt I that. It, it's crazy when you put things into perspective like that. On, it really like, helps you, like, on like a smaller scale. I know. Um, also, want to talk quickly about Kim on Fallon. I thought she was so amazing. We never even spoke about this after. Didn't you think she was like so amazing and so personable? Yeah. So, something that Julie and I always talk about, which I would love your guys' thoughts on, is that Kim, I think, in recent years, is. So, like, she kills interviews. Yeah, she's so comfortable. I think she becomes so, especially when she's in an interview where she can be funny and they allow that side to come out of her. Like, I think she interacts really well with who's interviewing her. I think she interacts really well with the audience when she was playing that game with Fallon. And she was, like, singling people out in the audience. She was like, you need something right now. Like, am I touching a spider? Is it a spider? Like, as a member of the audience, like, imagine how special you must feel. Like, no, I think she does. I think she, I think she does a really incredible job of, of, making herself seem like such a normal, like funny person. I agree. Um, that he asked her notable things is like he asked her, listen, is Kylie engaged? They flashed the picture of her with that giant ring and, and Kim's like, I mean, I feel like she would tell me and she hasn't, so I don't That's think so. That's the funniest thing. Every single person's every single person in the family's direction is like I, is the same. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. It's it's any day now. It wasn't the Super Bowl. It wasn't the I mean it's gonna be Right? It has to be. I mean, in my opinion, or or maybe they're not rushing into it because they— Because they just don't feel the need to. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just feel like Kylie has always matured faster. and They seem incredibly happy together, I'll tell you that much. Yes. And from an objective perspective, I thought that her—a lot of people were asking our thoughts on her Grammy outfit. Um, I think that she looked beautiful, obviously, and— it was obviously really high fashion and, and custom and all those things. To me, it's like she has such a killer body. I, it's like embrace it a little more. I felt like that outfit wore her a little. A little bit. Yeah, um, I could see that. But she's, I mean, she, she she kills it. She's like, what can you say about her? I don't know. She really kills it right now. I mean, that. I mean, the two of them are really the the definition of, of a power couple and and especially our generation's power couple. Because when you look at a lot of power couples, they're a lot older. A-Rod and, and J-Lo, um, what used to be Brad Pitt and his other— wives <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like we, we I feel like it's hard for us to look at two people who are genuinely doing huge things in both their industries and are married like you could say that for Justin Haley but I don't find they're dominating the industries that they're in right now they're not right now not right now they could be when when you know maybe when they work past some stuff and and they're less focused on their personal life and more focused on their career but with the way it seems Kylie and Trav is like they have everything like Trav has his career Kylie has her her career and her cosmetics and and they have this adorable family and and they're just so I agree like no, on top of the world right now I totally agree um I this that just made me think sorry to go off topic but about the Haley and Justin thing that I forgot to say earlier that I'm curious about is you know how we always talk about how like 
it's not that she's not an established model. She totally is. But in comparison to some of her best friends and some of the other people in the industry, like Kendall, like Gigi, like Bella, she's maybe not on that level. Right. And people always say that like, you would never have gotten a Vogue cover without Justin Bieber, right? Like it was a huge deal and he kind of brings her. Do you think, because uh, like totally no bullshit, that's true. She would not be on the cover of right. Vogue right now without him. Like that's yeah. just a fact. But do you think there's any part of her that almost has like internalized that that mindset of like, and that's one of the reasons she puts him on this pedestal? Or do you think that I just totally made that up? No, I, I think there's a lot of validity to that. Um, I think that she, I think there's always going to be a part of her. And, and this is why I think the relationship works. Because I think there's always going to be a part of her that feels like he's doing so much more for her career than she, than she was able to do herself. And I don't mean that in like a anti-feminist way. And I know how that could be misconstrued that like he, he you know, is helping her and whatever. I think he's just such a huge person who has so, so many connections and so many people who want him to come out of his shell so badly that they're willing to do anything for her in the process. And I think she'll always be grateful to him for that. On the reverse, I think she'll always be grateful to her for sticking by him during a lot of his issues, for helping to pull him out of a really dark place. And I think that could create a lot of balance in their relationship because when you have one one person that feels like they owe the other so much that the other can never reciprocate that, I think that's when you have issues. I think they both feel equally as indebted to each other. I so agree. Wow, I'm so happy we had that little side conversation. Um, lastly, in Kardashian world, before we really go deep in the bonus show, is North uh, <laughs> North at Sunday service. It's she like loves a mood. Sunday service. <laughs> she loves it. She is Kanye. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's I, it, like their personalities are one in the same. For two Jewish it's really girls. really adorable to watch. Yeah, it really is. No, I was just going to say, for two Jewish girls, like there's no place we want to be more than that. Sunday, Sunday service. I'm converted. Service. I'm like, literally converted. You should he- see us on Sunday sending it to each other. It's as if we are there. Like I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like we did not have a bomb. It's, we're just fully embracing I'm it. I'm clapping on, like I've, I've like put my phone down so that I'm like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> You're like dancing. No, it's, it's amazing. And they've definitely started something. Um, okay, that is all for right now in the world of Kardashian. Listen to the bonus episode. We're going to get a lot more deep. We'll talk in depthly about Stormy World and so many other things. Um, or don't listen to or, it I if mean, you don't care. Don't this listen. is for the people that like really. Oh yeah, this is. Oh, yeah, okay. Let me rephrase that. Listen if you could talk as in depthly as we want to. Or want do. to learn how to. Or want to learn how to. Yes, it's like a course. Right. We should give out college credit. <laughs> we have so many ideas associated with the Kardashians. Um. Quick little vlog update to those of you that asked us to do that. Seems like uh, all quiet on the Western Front with, <laughs> with Jason and Trisha. I haven't heard anything crazy. I, I mean, I know working they're working out. it out. I don't know. My, I, I decided. I like had a change of heart. I mean, I, I guess I didn't really because this was my same belief. They got to end it. Yeah, it's good. It's time to. It's time to go. I think that that was, that was a clear clear break and uh, go team. And like, au revoir. And yeah, exactly. Better, better off not together. Um, lastly, we had been teasing that we're really excited about our guest next week and we were going to announce it, but then I figured it would be so much more fun if she did it. So let me cut to that. Hi everyone. Well, you might recognize my voice because when I'm out and about and I look really skanky and I have no makeup on, people don't recognize me. But then when I start talking, they turn and look at me because of my voice. So have you figured it out? It's Katie Couric, everyone, and Emma and Julie. I can't wait to come on the podcast with you girls. I'm really excited about it. We can dish. 
about all the celebrities and all their comments. See you next week. Bye. Which, like, first of all, how epic was that? (laughs) She is so fucking cute. Oh, my God. She's so cute. Yeah, no, she's so cute. Katie, we are so excited to have you next week. I can't wait. Seriously, it's like a dream come true. And this is definitely going to be an awesome episode. So we are so honored that you want to do this. We're going to dish, Katie. Don't you worry. Yeah, we are going to dish. And congratulations on your daughter's engagement, which we're so excited about. We'll talk about We'll we'll obviously talk all about that. Anyway, guys, I think that that's it for this week. Just a reminder to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoy us. I know that you can get this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.